0: On behalf of Triad Christian Center and Pastor Joshua Lockett, we welcome you to the Movement Podcast. This year in 2020, we are focusing on walking with Christ daily. So come walk with us as we continue our journey with this week's message. Father, I pray even now that the spirit of wisdom and revelation is being released today, that the eye of the heart being flooded with light. But well, we thank you that in this series that you're healing us, you're freeing us, you're delivering us, that you're helping us to be free so that we can be able to serve other people, Lord. We just pray for that right now. We thank you that our relationships are going to a whole nother level. Thank you for what you did this weekend for the marriages, Father. I pray even now that you're just releasing that throughout this congregation, Lord. I pray even now that there's healing coming to relationships, Lord. There's wholeness coming, Lord. I pray for that right now in the name of your son, Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, you're guiding us into all truth, Lord. You're helping us to do what you have called us to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, the hand of the enemy is broken. Jesus, you be glorified. Be praised in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody say amen. Come on, give a shout of praise to the Lord. Okay, so let's jump into the word. Uh, i start off with this point because this is where we are. We're talking about myths or truths myths or truths. We're in a series of myths or truths and, and, and more so in relations to relationships. I believe that there are some myths that will destroy relationships. And if we don't identify them, we don't expose them, and we don't remove them, they can cause detriment to relationships. Can I get an amen? And I'll just start off here just because sometimes you all make me do things like this. So I have to give these kind of examples. Um, and, you know, how many of you have, and you can go First Samuel chapter 24 so we can get some scripture too, First Samuel chapter 24, verse 8, you can start there, um, put it on the screen. Uh, I was just talking about this, but, you know, I'm a single man, amen, one day I'm going to be tri- jumping the broom, can y'all get an amen for that? And uh, it's going to be a day of rejoicing, amen, we're going to have a reveal party, amen, I'm going to introduce it. amen, y'all going to be the first church, that I introduce a man, an evangel gonna start getting filmed a certain type of way, and I gotta go over the evangel. But it's gonna be a fun time. But this, is this thing, I, you know, I know, I know this. I don't really know this, but I know this. There are some myths that I even have now, that about marriage, and some of it is due to the fact that you know the Bible says he was touched with our infirmities. I haven't been touched with all the infirmities of marriage yet. Weaknesses, come on now, and um. While I've been touched with infirmities of relationships, just period, I believe some things cross over no matter what kind of relationship you're in. But I believe that there's some things that I even might have myths about. And, you know, as a a single person, there are even some things that you had some myths about. But as soon as you got married, that myth got debunked. Amen. Can I get an amen? Y'all ain't saying amen right. Can I get some married people to say amen? Amen. Amen. Come on now. You got to help me out. So there's some myths that we had that we carried in that probably set our marriage back, some of us, two and three years. Because we had a mindset or a belief pattern that was not based on truth. It was based on a lie. And you know what? Just because grandma loved you and grandpa loved you, all ain't talking to me. But everything they said may not have been based on what? And more specifically, it might have been true for them, but it wasn't true for you. Because grandma didn't even have a high school education. You're not ready. Okay, so this 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 is the thing we we got to we got to debunk these myths. Uh-huh. Um <clears throat> I'll do that one later. Okay, go go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 24 verse 8. David came out and shouted after him. David was a man after whose own heart. God's own heart. David was just man, he was like he was like he was like a Kobe. He was like he David was like Jordan. David was like the one of the best players on Saul's team. And he came out and shouted to his, his team member, maybe even you could say his coach. He says, my Lord, the king. And when Saul looked around, David bowed low before him. Now, let me just give you the context of this. David, I mean, Saul had just ran to the restroom. He had ran to the men's room. Well, in other words, he ran to a cave, you know. Back then, they didn't necessarily have... El baños, or bathrooms. That's my other language, Spanish. I can't use it a lot. So <laughs> he ran to the restroom, and David saw him using the restroom. And David was kind of thinking, like, man, this dude don't like me. I could take him out. You know, that's one of the worst places to attack people in the restroom. You know, I mean, what are you gonna do using the restroom? Somebody start attacking you. I mean, what do you do first? You know, get get yourself dignified again, or <laughs> in that, okay. I'm sorry for taking you there. All right. I mean, so anyway, he was using the restroom. David, David saw him using the restroom in the men's room. And 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 one of the things you never—let me just say this, brothers. If you don't know, let me let me just say this to you. You never talk to another brother in the why he using the restroom. Can I just say that? Can I just can I get an amen from some men? Come on, we all know you just don't have a long. It should be no longer than five to ten seconds if you do talk. But if is how you been doing. No, you don't need to know how I'm doing. Can I get an amen? amen? Have you ever had brothers that try to have long? We're not having this conversation now. Okay, let's just keep going. All right, let's bring it back. Okay, and when Saul looked around, David bowed low before him. All right, so this is right after the restroom scene. Verse 9, <clears throat> then he shouted to Saul, why do you listen to the people who say I am trying to harm you? Why are you listening to those people who are saying, I am trying to harm you? Why are you listening to those people who are saying, I am trying to harm you? And verse 10 says this, this very day you can see with your own eyes, it is what? So David's trying to get a point across. He's trying to get a point across to this man who is trying to hurt him and cause him harm. And he's almost trying to debunk a myth. Don't y'all see what I'm saying? He's trying to get him to see that all this harm you've been trying to cause me, you really shouldn't have been trying to cause me that because, I mean, it's clear. I mean, I could have took you out. You were using the restroom. I mean, what were you gonna do using a restroom? <laughs> but 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 he says this and he keeps talking and it says it says for the Lord placed you at my mercy back there in the restroom. I mean the cave. Some of my men told me to what? They told me. But I spared you. For I said, I will never harm the king. He is the Lord's anointed. What? Verse eleven. Look at what it says. Look, my father, at what I have in my hand. It is a piece of the hem of your robe. So he got he got up close to him. He said, I cut it off, but I didn't kill you. This proves. Say, look at. It says it what? It proves. It 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 it, it proves. It 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 what? It proves that I am not trying to what? I'm not trying to harm you. Even though you have been hunting for me. Sorry, jump down. And that I have not sinned against you, even though you have been what? In other words, you've been coming for me. That's how we like to say, don't come for me. You know, he was he was coming for him, even though he wasn't trying to what? Harm him. How many you know you get in situations where people come for you and you're trying to figure out why you, that's basically what David was asking, why are you coming for me? But when you have, when you're under, when you're living a lie or you're under the control of a myth, you will fight people who are trying to help you. Y'all with me? I'm writing some of your world. I'm going to come on your street in just a little bit. How many people are fighting people or trying to hurt people that are just trying to help them? David is a clear picture of this. He was just trying to help. That's what even some of you say in your conversations. After the after the conversation goes from two to ten, and and homegirl's voice is all the way up there, and or your voice is all the way up there, and this is what you say: "I was just trying." to help. But to them, you were trying to harm. He was under the perception, the assumption that David was trying to hurt him. Can I get an amen? So, with all this being said, I believe Saul held onto a myth a lie. The lie was David is trying to come for me. Now, sometimes the problem is not with them. The problem is with me. The Bible says that the wicked run when nobody's chasing them. Which means it's my own wickedness that tells me I got all these haters. You're not ready. He said, it's my own it's my own issues that causes me to have a schema about life. Like I said, I think a week ago or two weeks ago, nobody don't even know you. I'm talking about I got all these haters. Y'all ever seen people at your job, everybody's always coming against them in their mind? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Even at your school, come on, young people. it's just people they always got their name in my ma- in my in ma- my in their mouth I mean they don't even know your name. Some people if they don't got- they don't even they don't feel like they're living unless there's drama going on that drama' be it'd be going out like a fire it be on his last leg, they'd throw more wood in it just to keep it going. How many of you know people that just they just drama junkies they love drama they'll find drama anywhere that's why they watch so many reality t- i mean TV shows and so many soap operas—they just love drama. Ooh, I hope she get him back. See, that's the problem. You don't even know how to operate outside of drama and somebody getting cut. Y'all ain't talking to me. <clears throat> Say, man. All right, so here we go. So here, but this is this was his schema. His schema was David's coming for me. David's coming for me. David's trying to get him to see. Look, man, this is proof. This is. This is, this is proof. How many married people, I'm not saying it happened, I'm just saying hypothetically, theoretically. How many men try to prove to their wives, look, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help, nope, 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 nope. reason why I work so hard is because I'm trying to make sure that we got a roof over our head. And you got food to give to little Johnny. And you can buy him the little caprices. So he can take them to school. And when kids ask him, what you got for lunch? He don't have to keep telling them just the peppermint. But he can tell them I got ham and cheese. Glory to God. I got a Hot Pocket, glory to God. Well, some kids, they got so much food, they can feed the whole world when they they bring out their little lunch. But anyway, so the the thing is, that's why I do it. He's sitting there trying to prove the point. And she's still like, he said, I'm slaving. I'm tired. My eyes are red. Can't you tell? I took you out. For Valentine's Day, came home, there were rose petals going all the way up the steps. And you still said, you forgot to take out the trash, though. <laughs> I'm trying to prove something to you. Because when you got a problem, you're just going to have a problem sometimes. Go to the side, I will. All right, so th- what, I, what, what I'm saying, what all I'm trying to say is that I think that there's some people that are just like David. They're dealing with people who have these These preconceived notions, these myths, I I even want to call it strongholds in their mind, that tell them that they, watch this, that they never got broken from childhood. So then they come into a marriage, and they come into marriage with suspicion. That's why you check his phone every night. Now, let me go back up here for this one. That's why why you check her phone every night night because there's a myth. People are only going to be nice but, so, but for so long. That tells me because there's this idea. I, have you ever seen people they said, I don't like them. And you say, why don't you like them? They're just too nice. You know what that is? I believe that's a stronghold that sooner or later they're going to get sour. Sooner or later this person is gonna turn against me. So you keep everybody at a distance. I love you, but you better. Cause sooner or later it's gonna you're gonna become a hater. I mean you're gonna So yeah, it's just the, it's the idea. They they too nice. I can't hang around them. They just they laugh too much. You laugh. You, have you ever seen people get mad at people for laughing too much? They're almost more comfortable when people are screaming at them because they can't even, they arguably they can't even receive people that are just being genuinely nice. Because in their mind, everybody has a hidden motive. Come on now, y'all. This is what can jack up relationships. <sighs> so you're trying to prove to your kids I, I love you. I I'm I'm there for you. I got you. I got you Frozen Part 1 and Part 2. I mean, I got you 10 iPads. Come on. Got you the Leapfrog. Glory to God. I got you all the new Jordans when you were a baby. Amen. You didn't even wear shoes. You kept kicking them off, but I got them for you. They say, but you're you're still not a good parent because in their mind, they're seeing you a different way. Say amen. I told you last week, let the Lord magnify you. The Bible says Joshua became great in their eyes. He didn't become great. He became great in their eyes. You could argue he was already great. But he didn't become great in their eyes until the Lord magnified him. There's some of us, we're trying to fight people's myths that they have about us. And God might be saying, just leave that in my hands. Let me magnify you. Let me show them how great of a husband you are. Let me show them how great of a wife you are. Let me show them how great of an employee you are. Come on, let me show them how great of a co-worker you are because you're going to sit there and stress yourself out trying to make them see something that only God can show them. Say amen. So say myths. We can all have them. We can all carry them. This is what this whole series is about. We can all take them into relationships with us. And there are just some things that I believe that will help to create myths in our minds and that will help to help to keep uh, support myths. And so let's jump right into it. I start off by saying myths are beliefs that can create dysfunction and destruction, Uh, create dysfunction and destruction. I mean, obviously, Saul, he was going after a man who was only trying to help him. Are you all with me? Glory to God, and that's what happens. Sometimes, maybe even in counseling, they're saying, "Well, what's your problem with them? Uh, they they don't like me, and they think just because they make more money than me that I'm not a I'm not I'm not equal with them in this relationship." Well, have they ever told you? No. Have they? What have they done to tell you this? Nothing. I just know them. No, you don't. There is a there is a myth that maybe the enemy has put in your heart, and now because of that. You, you say, I don't feel like I'm a woman anymore because I don't make as much money. Or I don't feel like I'm a man anymore because I don't make as much money. But what if God was saying, I want to debunk that myth today? What if God was saying today that you put up so many walls, you can't even receive love from people? Because there's something in your mind that keeps telling you, one day later, sooner or later, they're going to become my haters. But I declare that's breaking today. Amen? Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 through 4 tells us something. It says, it says, Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 through 4, it says, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. It is, you know, you have to be careful. There are so many videos and messages now on YouTube, Facebook. You can go anywhere and probably hear anything you want to hear. Can I get an amen? And just because somebody is saying Jesus doesn't mean they're talking about the right Jesus. Because Paul talks about a different Jesus. Can I get an amen? And it's the same way with they could tell you whatever you want to hear concerning your relationships. And 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 it's, and just because it feels good don't mean it's God. I believe sin feels good, but that don't mean, come on now. But it doesn't mean it's God. There's a way that seems right to a man, but it ends in what? And so sometimes what you have, just maybe, is you have a, a ministry that's been based off of offense. Come on now. Hurt. Y'all ain't talking to me. And now... This ministry towards this target group it supports them, but it kills everybody else. Never mind. Okay, so, so with that being said, number one, what what's uh, how do I how do I misform? I believe one way misform is by losing touch with God. Losing touch with God. Losing your relationship with God. God, I believe, is the myth breaker. Can I get an amen? And and. He, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. And in First in Romans chapter 1, verse 19, it tells us something. Romans 1, verse 19, it says, They know the truth about God because he has made it what? Obvious to them. It says, verse 20, it says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no what? Excuse For not knowing God, verse 21. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't what? As God. Or even give him what? Thanks. Can I tell you something? Thanksgiving is a security system for your mind. Whenever you lose your gratefulness, you're probably going to open yourself up to deception and a break-in. Because the Bible says, this is what it says. It says, uh, Philippians 4, verse 6, make your requests known to God. It says, "And, and also thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience the peace of God, which goes beyond your own understanding, which will guard your what? Your heart and your what? Your mind. So if it's guarding your heart and mind, can I suggest there's things trying to break in your mind but it will put up a guard around your mind. It says right here, go back to Romans 1, it says that they didn't want to worship God as God. They, wanted, they didn't want to give him thanks. It says, and they began to what? They began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like, of what marriage was like, of what parenting was like, they begin to think up just you know what foolish means. It's, it's another word. It means stup- stupid. They begin to think up stupid ideas, and as a look at as a result, their minds became what dark and confused. I believe the Bible says, acknowledge God in all your ways. He will show you which path to take. If God created marriage. If God created parenting, He's the first parent. Y'all with me? If 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 God if God created, if God created the the ability to be a child, Jesus is the Son of God. If God created all of these things, then who do we need to go to? Right? But you know, sometimes we like, well, God, you just get me into heaven over here. But I got everything else over here. I got my finances, I got my family. He like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How are you going dis- to disconnect from the creator? Can I get an amen? Because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to guide us into all truth. That concerns every part of our life. How many of you know that the Holy Spirit will help you in your relationships? He'll tell you what to say, when to say it, how to say it. Y'all ain't talking to me. He'll tell you. Is there a scripture, if it's not, it's a good thought, that says you season your words with what? Huh? Is that a scripture? If it's not, I think it's a good thought. The Bible says speak the truth in love. There will go with scripture. So it needs to be inside some love. He'll tell you how to speak the truth. Like, for instance, we got a question on the living room discussion. Y'all want to hear the question? Y'all nosy, man. <coughs> Y'all really want to hear it? All right. So this is what somebody asked on the live. I already said it, but I'll say it again. This is what they asked on the room discussion. They said, how do you tell your spouse? How do you talk to your spouse? They said when they when they're like when they're like um what's the word they use? They said, how do you have a conversation, so many words, it's not verbatim, with your spouse when they're losing it. And I think what they were saying was they were saying, like, physically, like, they're letting themselves go. That's what they said. They're letting themselves go. They said, how do you have that conversation with your spouse? You speak the truth in love. Let me go to this side. Now, how does that love look? 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Look, so here, so here, so ever nobody wants to eat, and I'll just say this: I'm gonna get to my point here. Time. Nobody wants to just eat protein. Y'all, y'all, how many of y'all take protein to try to get, yeah, you because know, you're trying to get some, you know, you know what I mean, trying to get, you know. So you're trying to get, and you get protein. You know, protein is nasty. Some of it is. Some of it. That's a myth. All of it is. That's a myth. So some of it is. So in order to make it good, you know what you got to do? You got to mix it with something. It don't taste good by itself. And that's how some of us are in conversations. We just give, we just get a protein powder without the mix. You need to build some muscle anyway. Here you go. they like, ah, and then they go off on you. But you need to figure out how to mix it with some love. So they're like, mm, this tastes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <coughs> Y'all know how y'all used to do your kids? They ain't want to take the medicine, right? Don't you got to do that for kids? You gotta kind it's kind of deception. It's kinda not right, but y'all remember that med. I ain't gonna talk about that med. Anyway, so lose in touch with God. Number two, pride. Say pride. I believe pride blinds. Pride blinds. Pride will keep you from seeing the elephant in the room. There ain't no elephant in the room. Yes, it is. No, it ain't. That ain't an elephant. Pride to have you looking the other way, saying there's nothing wrong with our relationship. Mm-mm, don't need your counsel. Don't need your help. Pride to have you. And, and your kids will be screaming. Your spouse will be screaming. But you'll be like, we good. I'm chilling. You're like, I'm on vacation. They'll be like, no, nah, I ain't on vacation. It, 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 the, the point is, is that, say pride. 1 Timothy 3 verse 6 says this. It says, and he amplified. It says, he must not be a new convert, or he may develop a clouded and and what? You start making stupid decisions in pride. Somebody said, how could they even think of doing such a thing like that? Because pride will make you think you're good. Pride will make you think you're getting away with it. Look what it says. As the result of pride, be blinded by what? All right fall into the condemnation that the devil once said. I believe that was the devil's problem. Pride blinded him. Number two, pride. Say pride. What's one of the ways you can humble yourself? Confess. Confess your sins. And, and, not, and, watch this, and not just focus in on all of the things that you did right. Focus on those couple of things that you did wrong. And you know it's healthy to be able to confront the wrong things in our life. And I know this is a generation where we feel like if you're hurting me, you're not helping me. But the Bible says the Father disciplines those whom he loves. Sometimes you have to have pain in order to have prosperity. Come on now. Let me say it again. Sometimes you have to have pain in order to have prosperity. We want our muscles to flourish, but they will not flourish unless they go through some pain every once in a while. So say prosperity. All right, so number three. Here goes goes the other thing. Ungodly counsel. How do we create and sustain myths? We get around ungodly counsel. Psalms 1 talks about that ungodly counsel. Can I get an amen? Say your neighbor, say, neighbor, I know you may love your grandma and your granddaddy. And I know you might love your uncle and your auntie. But everything they're saying may not be good counsel. Look at the other one because they're looking at you like you're funny. I said, oh, my auntie, no, my auntie, no. She a relationship guru. Go to the other one and tell them, say, say, neighbor, I know you love your grandma and your granddaddy. I know you love Uncle Bob and Aunt Susu. But everything they're saying may not have been good counsel. Honey, let me tell you, I only tell you this because I love you. (laughs) The quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach. That, that Look, you can cook like Ruth Chris, make him four-course meals every day, and he still won't like you. But that's what grandma said. That's what grandma, well, that's what, that worked back in the 30s. But, brother, this is 20. You need to update. Say update. She can make her own money now. Come on now. She went to college just like you. Matter of fact, she got a doctorate. Come on now. And you talking about some, you yeah, you better, no. No, no, no. See, that's what that's what grandma, and grandma might love She said, baby, you better cook one. You can you can have cornbread, Elder Taylor, coming at the door. I mean, just lined up, coming at the door. He walking in the kitchen, it's cornbread, this strawberry cornbread, you know, regular cornbread, cornbread with the corn in it. Y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, somebody they get in that beauty shop or that barber shop. I do it because people get angry and offended. Barber shop, whatever case, and they sitting there talking, and they they saying, they saying, man, don't ever let her make more money than you, because when she start making more money than you, she ain't gonna listen to you. If she make more money than you. Let me go to the side. How many men don't even feel like a man? See, a lot of people marvel over my, my dad and my mom's relationship. But you got to understand how much my mom helped my dad. In the beginnings of their relationship. Hey Amen. My dad had a past. My mom had a past too. It's just different. Amen. <laughs> but, but ask her, is she happy now? She helped him to get to where he needed to get. And now she's reaping the benefits. Can I get an amen? amen. But if you listen to that myth that says you got to always, you you going gonna to mess some stuff up. I mean, because that's even a, I don't know if I should go there. Uh, no, I'm not going to go there. I, I, no, I don't know. Th- these things have to be destroyed, people of God. Because they, they will jack up some stuff. I thank God for Valentine's Day, but can I tell you this? There are 365 days of the year. I need some married couples to help me on this. If you think that one day, that one out of 365 days of the year is going to change everything, can I argue, you are believing a myth. Chocolate is not gonna say y'all ain't with me. Hershey's, I got snickers, it don't matter. But somebody told you, I'm gonna tell you how to say your marriage, have a good balance time. That might get you started, but that ain't gonna that ain't gonna, that ain't gonna necessarily wipe away all them arguments y'all had and unfinished arguments you had, an unfinished business you still got. Amen. Can I get an Amen? It's it's just it's just it's just not gonna do it. You think just cause you can get some buy some chocolate early in the morning before you go to work and get some balloons that everybody else the same balloon everybody else got. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Everybody had the same balloon. I mean it's th- but this is the thing. They you think cause you you said it's the heart to match. You're right. But I'm gonna tell you this, brother. If you go back the next day and she say, Now where's my chocolate today? You said, it ain't Valentine's. You gotta wait three hundred and sixty three more days for I she said, "Are you are we going out tonight?" "No, it ain't Valentine's." I mean, you can't keep waiting on Valentine's. I'm sorry for talking like that. Yeah, I know. I'm not married yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, honey, I was thinking. I was just having a good thought. Yep, you were having a good thought. You were dreaming. It ain't going to happen. Uh, I was just thinking though, uh at the job, I was just thinking that you were going to cook me, you know, my favorite my favorite meal, you know. Uh, I was going gonna to cook me some some burritos and some. Uh, I, I hold it right there. I ain't cooked in the last five years. You got to go somewhere else. By the way, uh, I'm sorry. No, I do it. But I got to wait the Valentine's. No, 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 no. You mean I got to wait 363 days before you cook again? Before you do your hair again? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go back up here on this one. Before you put on lipstick again? I'm sorry. And they say, we got to get delivered from these lies. Got mm. to get delivered. I Can't just show up for one game once a year. And every other day of the year, you're doing whatever you want to because your kids might be saying, I'm, I must not be treasured by you. Y'all not talking to me, but we believe. And, and maybe, can I tell you this? Sometimes we think we're helping people, but we're really not. Because sometimes some kids may say, We didn't want your money, we wanted your time. But you believed. You say you believed. If I just kept a roof over their head, which is great, by the way, thank God for it. Thank God for air conditioning in the summer and heat in the winter. Thank God for chicken legs on the table. Amen. Hawaiian punch, Kool-Aid, we thank God for it. But if, if, if daddy, mama's never there to enjoy it with you, then somebody says, I don't get it. Why don't you just get it? Because you are under the assumption that if I just give them money, it'll make up for my absence. Sometimes it may. Sometimes it may not. Say Amen. All right, so ungodly counsel. Say ungodly counsel. I believe that's what happened with Saul. We read it earlier. Saul was around ungodly counsel. David was saying, why are you listening to all these people who are telling you this stuff, who are injecting this into your head? If it's not based on the Bible, can I suggest it's ungodly counsel. If it doesn't come from the Holy Spirit, it's ungodly counsel. Now, let me say this to you. There are some people... And I believe God can use secular people, too, to give godly principles, by the way, for the record. But, you know, it's, it's the Bible says in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. So it's good to have counsel around you, and it's also good to have support around you. But sometimes you may not have it. But can I tell you what I would argue is worse than having no counsel? Having the wrong counsel. As a pastor, you love to hear amen. Don't do it now, please. Don't do it. <laughs> you have to know the timing of this. Okay, so you love to hear amens in a certain time frame after you say a point. No, thank God, for br- brother. hes I know he loves me. Thank God he's here to support me. But it's great to have that. But I believe there's, there's a difference between having the right amens, having no amens, and having the wrong amens. When you got people giving the wrong amens, they are affirming you in your mess. You didn't get what I said. And they got you thinking you just the stuff and you not. Because they are not bold enough to speak the truth to you and love. Say ungodly counsel. Rehoboam, who was the son of, I'm probably saying his name wrong, he was the son of, so I got to close, he was the son of Solomon, who was one of the wisest men. By the way, why? Solomon was the one who gave the phrase, then a multitude of counsel, there is what? He's the one who say he's one of the wisest men that ever walked the face of the earth. And he said, in the multitude of counsel, there's what? And his son took over. And I'll just try to summarize this quickly. He had two groups of people that were giving him counsel he had the group of older men, more seasoned men, let me say it like that, and he had the younger men that was more so his age. Come on now. The older men were trying to give him counsel about how to go about carrying on his father's kingdom. But he ain't like the way that sounded. Cause that ain't helped him to build his empire. And that ain't helped him to, you know, do his do his thing, make moves. So he didn't feel like that was agreeable with his spirit. I don't that don't confirm with my spirit. And so he went over to the young men and they told him kind of they they said something that was more agreeable with his spirit. Well it ended up causing a split in the nation of Israel because he heeded to the wrong counsel. But can I argue that was probably the least confrontational counsel as well. It wasn't coming against. See, everybody's looking sometimes for affirmation, but people are not looking for healthy confrontation. If everybody is saying, yes, Master, then something's wrong. I don't even need to meet with you if I'm just going to agree with everything you say. Can I get an amen? Every, say, every joint supplier. I can bring something to the table. I Watch this. I can cover your blind side. But you know what some of us believe? Any confrontation is bad confrontation. But the Bible says the open rebuke is better than hidden love. Every once in a while, somebody rises up and say, not necessarily in front of people, but then they pull side and say, you were wrong for that. Paul took, Paul took Peter to the side and said, you're off for that, brother. Can I get an Amen. We need don't, now. Don't be trying to embarrass me. Don't be trying to take my manhood in front from my boys. But you get what I'm saying. And sometimes somebody need to tell you, you know what? You haven't, you haven't even hung out. You ain't even taken your child out in the last three weeks. You know that. And I heard you almost forget their name. That's that's just not. You call him somebody else's name, but he ain't catch it. I saw it. But then he started trying to come for you. You you do stuff too. That ain't right. But it's what I'm saying. It's quiet in the house. But listen to me. You gotta watch where your amens man's come from. Cause there are people you go on YouTube. That's what that is confirmation. No. You can find. You could probably find anybody on the, on the YouTube telling you what you want to hear that confirms your mess. You're like that. I was just thinking that earlier. That don't mean it's God though. I knew I should have went out. That's right. I was just thinking I should go off on him. They confirmed it. Go off on him when you get home, girl. What, what scripture you got for that? You got to watch your amen corner. You got to make sure they're pure. Amen. That's that's the barbershop talk right there. They're good amen corner. Amen. I'm going to tell you what I would do. Well, first of all, are y'all with me? Hey, uh, now he... He a little bit older. More. I'm going to tell you what I would do, young buck. I'm going to tell you what I would do. I've been there done that. you got to put a woman in her place. She should be seen and not heard. Let me go to this side. <laughs> Come here, young man. I know a lot about life. I'm sure you do. Then you go to the beauty shop. They're saying stuff, too. But this is the... This is this is this is the point. You better you better play the hey you better play the silent game with him. If he don't do what you want, you better make him do it, girl. Then Jezebel come over you. <laughs> All right, let's keep going, Josh. I will. All right. So here goes ungodly counsel. Say ungodly counsel. Ahab got some ungodly counsel. He had some people that told him, go on in the war. And he ended up killing himself. Because there was a deceptive spirit at work that told him, "Go on in the war, go on in the war." Sometimes confrontation is good for us to get a healthy dose of, "You're not right with that, you're wrong." That, that's that's healthy. You know what you should. You know what we should ask some people. You should ask them, say, because I know it's every time I disagree with you, you go off on me for the next three hours. So so help me to understand how I can disagree with you. How should I do it? Well, first of all, you shouldn't do it in front of the kids. Oh, thank you. Second of all, I, I want you to kind of watch your tone, okay? Because the Bible says a gentle answer deflects anger. So you you gotta watch how you watch how you say it. So then you have an agreement, so that you have an agreement for when you're gonna have a disagreement. Anyway, okay. So ungodly, say ungodly counsel. Okay. Hasty judgments, hasty judgments, or in other words, you 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 have quick judgments, you have instant judgments, and you don't give it enough time. You you're, you're making conclusions way too quick. Say way too quick. By the way, I I didn't say this, but on when Godly counts because I got to close. I think some of us have an idea in our mind. Have you ever seen Coming to America? Y'all know that movie. Y'all remember you remember in that movie? in one of the first scenes where he goes up to that that lady, and she says, "Ever, I've been trained to know to love what everything you love." Basically, she was like, and then she starts saying the famous. What he said, "What do you like? Whatever you like." Y'all remember that? And he started asking questions, and basically everything she said was "whatever you like." And 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 and, and that's. You don't need necessarily counsel that are always just saying, whatever you like. That, yeah, you better, whatever I like. I mean, that, that, that's, that, that's, that was wrong. And that's how some people come into relationships. They feel like they're going to have a whatever you like spouse. Whatever you like. Start barking like a dog. You know, <laughs> tell them that's a movie. That's not real life. Whatever you like. That's what I'm talking about, Pastor. That's confirmation. No, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, Proverbs 12, verse 19. Truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. Lies are soon Acts 28 talks about Paul, verse 3 through 4. They looked at him, and they saw a snake. i reread read the Scripture before, but they saw a snake hanging off his arm. They said, a murderer, no doubt. They had a preconceived notion about him. But the Bible says, as time went on, verse, verse 4, go with me really quickly. New Living Translation. Verse 5, I'm sorry. Verse 6 is one of these. It's this one. The people waited for him. They did what? They waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a what? And Saul, they had waited a what? And Saul, they had waited a long what? Then they said, give it some more time. And saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their what? Their minds and decided he was a God. Wow. Just that quick. Now, they were still wrong, but they they changed their mind. Tell them, say, give, some, give it some time. Okay, I I know that the person, you know, I know a lot of us like to judge stuff quickly, but I believe sometimes you got to give it some time, amen, to see where it stands. It's just like that shot. I forgot where it that that you get, it's the shot you get, and when you get it, it's the, is it the hip shot? What shot is that? Tetanus is a te- TB shot. That's what it is. And you have to wait a certain amount of time to see. Y'all, y'all with me? Before you make a judgment call. Y'all with me? Y- you you gotta give it give it. Saying give it some time before you go off on them. Give it give them some time to finish their statement. Come on. Nope, I ain't even. Ha- I haven't even. Fi- I haven't even said anything yet. Give it. Say, give it some time. I know you're coming for me. I know what you're trying to do. You just listen to my heart. Say time. Okay, number five. Here goes the other thing. Alan living. Say Alan living. Say iso- Or say or isolation. Amen. Ungodly counsel, but then we just separate from everybody. And we just live on our island by ourselves. And uh, on this island, sometimes we have a tendency to believe everybody should be like me. If everybody was like me the world would be a much better place. Say that that ain't the truth at all. I mean you no know, people that believe that. If you if, if she would just if he would just be like me. If my child would just be like me, well they ain't they ain't called to be like you. Called to be like Jesus. Can I get an amen? I I wish she just think like me about finances. I wish she just think like me. I just wish she would just be like me, but she just that is that what you want to marry you? Well, the Bible says you should love her like she's your own body. I get that. But at the same time, I believe she's going to come from a different perspective and vice versa. Why can't men just, they not? And women are not. They just not. But we should be complimenting each other. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? amen. All right, so here you go. We get off on an island by ourselves, and we start getting off into ourselves, and we, we're running from counsel. We're forsaking challenging opinions, like I said earlier and we 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 look at this scripture in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 2. Can I can you give me about three more minutes so I'm gonna close? Amen. At, 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 Pat, for every preacher needs a, a couple closings before he closes. It says, People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. That's what keeps those myths going. I know I'm right. I don't need nobody to tell me whether I'm r- I know I'm right, but you can feel right, but that don't mean you you are right. Proverbs 18 Verse 17 tells us something else. It says, the first to speak in court sounds right until the cross-examination begins. So when there's only one person talking, it's you, you think you're right. And I just want to argue this, that if there's only one person talking and that's you, you're going to always seem right until the cross-examination begins. And they start saying, well, I don't necessarily see it like that. And the cross examination begins. It's amazing because we go around people all day long and sometimes we have and I'll just give you a picture. It's gonna be a little funny for some. Maybe others may get offended, but just forgive me in advance. And have you ever had a moment where you've been around somebody and um let me see a nice way I can say this. Let me season this with grace. Um there's a there's a there's an atmosphere or an aroma that's um that's coming as they begin to express words. And um, everybody has moments where the dragon comes alive. Amen. I have to speak in parables for people. So then you're sitting there and, you know, at first, because you're trying to break the news to them. You know what I'm talking about? At first you... Y'all got a mint. Y'all ain't got no mints. What are the people church people? that used to have mints. Y'all ain't got mints no more in church. Everybody know how to keep a mint if you go to church, okay? Mint. And you know, when somebody's doing that dragon is rising out, breathing out fire. At first, you try to just, you know. Ooh, I just bought some lifesavers today. And uh, you just kind of sitting there, and they you looking at them like this. They still ain't getting. They still don't. They don't know what you're trying to do. That dragon is just still coming. <laughs> then you get you start thinking like this. You start saying, "Oh, I know what I do." You know what people that say? Hey, do y'all want some mints? You don't ask them first. You ask the people around. Them. <laughs> y'all ever seen people like that? They get the first two people. They don't. They don't even. They got they got mints in their mouth, but don't tell nobody. You know. So they said, "Y'all want some mints? Here, have some. Here, have some mints." Then, so they won't feel like they called out, you do them last. Would you like a? You like a mint? And you know what they say? How many ever don't raise your hand, but in your heart, how many ever experienced that? In your heart, don't raise that loud. And you get you do all that work just to get to them for them to say, "Uh, I'm I'm good. And even as they're saying (laughs) even as they're saying I'm good, that dragon just (laughs) Well, they off on an island by themselves. Well, they, they create their own law. They feel they right, but they so wrong. But that's how we are with our attitude. I'm the nicest person ever. No, you're not. I'm just so humble. I don't know why my wife can't see it because she's with you all the time. Everybody else say it, well, that's because they see you one hour a week. Come on now, at church. Say so that Alan it's that Alan it's that isolation. You off by yourself. I'm right. I know I'm right. Then you even start believing your own lies. Well, I'm just the best person ever. And and you don't realize the whole time that that dragon, say that dragon, Smell. you need to take that peppermint. Come on now. Hopefully that's not literal for some people right now. But you need to take that mint because they're, you know, know, can I say this to you? And I'm I'm closing. I really am. Sometimes we can be in our mess for so long we get used to it. When you get around a smell for so long, you don't even, you stop, you lose your, you're like, well, I smell good, you know. Because you've been smelling that dragon all the time. You got used to the dragon. But when somebody else cross examines that same dragon you said smelled good, they're like, whoo. Here you go. I love you. They don't even look at you. I love you. Wow. Multitude of counsel. There is what? Safety. Safety. How many of us have myths? We're off on an Allen by ourselves, not physically, but emotionally and socially. I wish the world would just get it the way I got it. I mean, I, I just I don't see why everybody I- is. I, don't, I just don't get it. They just should get it. And 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 you, often your own little Allen, you believe that you're helping somebody when you're really maybe hurting them. And you 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 have all these ideas, but I believe some of us we just need somebody to watch our blind side for us, because those blind sides will keep us from wrecks. Maybe some of you even in here today you're wrecking in your relationship because. You're not. You're 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 pushing away your cross examination. You're pushing away that 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 extra set of eyes, and God may be using those people to show you something about yourself. But if you think you're good, you're gonna be over there thinking you can sing. Just like men, before they everybody thought they were humble before they got married. And then you, hey, I, I'm selfless. I'm a selfless person. You get married, you say, "Boy, I'm selfish," because now you're no longer by yourself. It's easy to seem humble when you're by yourself. I'm so smart, yeah. Until you get until you compare yourself with everybody else who made it to the doctoral program, you say, "Man, I still got some way to go." W- tell your name. Say cross examination. and all these myths we got in our head. Lord, I just pray you're just freeing us. How we get free from godly counsel, number one. Two, the Holy Spirit. He guides us in all truth. And three, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. That comes through the blood of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you. Value your heads, close your eyes. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity today. To hear a word on how these myths are strengthening our life, Lord, we all may have some. I just pray right now that, Lord, You are healing our hearts and healing our minds. You are freeing us from our past. You're freeing us from our past relationships. That, Lord, you're setting us free from the myths that have our relationships straining right now, that have our relationships dysfunctional right now. And that, Lord, we're just being honest. And we're breaking the myth even today that we have to be Superman and we have to have it all together. But, Lord, we all have made mistakes and we all need your help. And, Lord, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to say, I don't know, as long as you've come into a place where you do know. And so, Lord, today, Lord, humble us before you. Let the pride come down. Let the blinders be removed, Father, in all of our lives. Lord, even in my life, Lord, show me the blinders, the the myths that I've carried in the name of Jesus. Now, if every head bowed, every eye closed, when I count to three. You say, Pastor Josh, I got some myths in my life that I need the Lord to help me to break. It hurts so much. I just can't stop believing it. It just hurts. It hurts. I'm I'm hurting right now. I've been rejected. I've been abandoned. Or whatever the case may be, things have happened in my life that have made me rocky, have been rocky. And it came came the wrong way at me. And I I just had this belief that came about. But I want to make sure my belief is based on truth and not my pain. And today you can, that can be changed, that can, that the start of that can be changed by the blood of Jesus. The myths can be broken, the strongholds, the reasonings can be brought down. So with every bow, every eye closed, when I count to three, raise your hand, say pray with me, pray for me. I want to start following Jesus. I, I've, I've stopped, I, and I need to rededicate my life to him today because I, I, I just really got into some myths that were not based on truth. But today I want to follow Jesus, the truth. And so if you want to do that on today, when I count to three, raise your hand, one- That's you, get ready. Two, that's you, get ready. I want to pray with you, pray for you. That's you. When I say three, slip your hand up. Three, slip your hand up. I want to pray with you, pray for you. I see that hand right there. Is there anybody else that just says, Pastor Josh, pray with me, pray for me. I want to pray with you, pray for you. Hallelujah. Raise it. High, that's you. Come on, everybody stand on your feet. Come on, give a shout of praise as you do. Father, we just thank you. Just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus. I commit my heart to you. I commit my mind to you. I follow you for the rest of my days. I believe, Jesus, that you died in my place. You were buried. You rose again. You are alive. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, say amen. Amen. Come on, give a shout of praise to the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to this week's show. We hope that you receive practical ways that you can walk with Christ daily. As always, we'd love to connect with you. Visit us on Instagram and Twitter at Triad Christian, Facebook, Triad Christian Center, or visit our website, triadchristiancenter.org. We look forward to connecting with you, and until next week, be blessed.